Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden Taylor. Welcome to the redo of the episode that got fucked up on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Uh, godly. What's up, dude? <laughs> Hi, um, I'm, I'm redoing myself too. Trying to think of whether or not I have different opinions of these songs. And gosh darn it, I guess I'm not going to think about that. Uh, shit, we're, we're talking about the Jefferson Starship episode that was released today. And I got messages saying, hey, Mark, guess what? You're talking to yourself, buddy. There you go. Well, that's yeah. normal, but really? <laughs> it's like the Starship needed more refuel. <laughs> Yeah, man, and, um, fuck, that was a great episode. I had fun making that. Now we're going to have to redo the magic. I think we can because we're magical. <laughs> I actually prefer just hearing your voice. When I hear myself, I feel like like there's some moo cow um, coming into the, to the living room going moo while everyone's trying to play Monopoly. Uh, well, I, I like you, you, Lee. You're a great, you're a great co-host. That's and, cool. And fucking don't can, put yourself I, down like that. Can man. I sometime hire you to just do an episode where you just say hi? Sure. <laughs> How are you? That's good. And 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 you just do that, and then that way I can listen to it when I'm feeling nervous and want someone calming in my life. I just life. had a great idea for the next Bon Jovi episode with you. I could do it um, without you and just go, hey, Lee, what'd you think about that song? Yeah. Okay, Lee, that's that, cool. <laughs> that, that that would be great. Either that or I could do it like on my own going, you want me to mention what I think? Do you? Where are you? Damn it, where are you? Do I have to talk about it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I just go, hey Lee, that was In and Out Alone by Bon Jovi. Why'd you pick that song? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's close to to what I want to do anyway. I, I go, man, Lee, I can't believe you didn't like Silent Night. And then I'll be <laughs> glad that I didn't respond. <laughs> That'd be funny, man. <laughs> All right, man. We're well. We're doing Jefferson Starship Modern Times. So if you listen to the episode that came out, because we did have eighteen downloads, and I did have people uh, tell me that you weren't on there, and I was huh. talking to myself. But in that episode, I got the fiftieth anniversary of Cream Magazine. Boy, howdy! And I was reading from the letters from the mail, and I thought some of the, these letters reminded me of you how you mm. complain and that's why yeah I, I didn't say that in that other episode but i oh where, okay. where is this it says count uh, like april 1972 and i said i'm going to read the these from other because they have 80s and i think some 90s letters this is from the 70s part so All i thought right. do this first it says 
April 1972, cancel my subscription to the resurrection. Dear Cream, please cancel the subscription for a holy for a holy beal to your sick magazine the Holly Beal for the sick magazine. You and your kind are are pitted for polluting the minds of the youth. The post office department has been notified not to deliver this filth to our home. May God help you before it's too late. Miss Oliver Carat, Dallas, Texas. Too late for what? Responded Ed. <laughs> it's at uh, 1972 July bang a gong <clears throat> sorry for the cough dear cream any truth to the rumor that Lester about rumor that Lester bangs <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you get that that Lester bangs yeah. <laughs> said uh 1972 August uh, beetle boohoo dear cream yes it, yes it was someone's idea of a nasty joke the first UNICEF concert by any ex-Beatles, lucrative or otherwise, was in London 1968, Lycrum Ballroom, where George and many others appeared by me and Yoko's request. So why should we start following George at our age? Tut, tut. The result of the season is Freebie 5 Jam album, which, which you get with the new album sometime in New York City. Plug, plug there. Love and peace, John and Yoko. <laughs> I don't think they wrote oh. that to you. I don't know. Uh, that doesn't sound like they would do it. Let me see. I, I have better ones that I was reading last time. I don't know what happened here. Uh, this wasn't the letters I was reading. Well, those are good enough. I know, but there was some funny ones in here about Kiss. Hold on. Well, just keeps keep turning the pages. That's funny enough. Turn the page. Oh, here we go, mail. I think this is this is it right here. This is more of 1970. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, dang it. I don't know. I don't feel like reading now. <laughs> oh. oh. This, this isn't the same shit I was reading. I'm going, man. I read better letters than this. Oh, 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 I'll read one. That's that's a pretend one. Okay. Dear Stupid Scum Magazine, you talked about the Marshmallow Kids as though they were a pop group. They were heavy metal as fuck. They were on that cool Saturday television show along with Strawberry Shortcake. How dare you say that their songs sound like pickles? They sound like bananas to me. Signed, Pipsy Wigwalk. Pixie quick walk. Let's see, man. I know there's more letters in here. And he, I, yeah. Ah, uh, God. It was so... Oh, Dear I think it was Cream that... Magazine, I hope you don't print my letter. If you print my letter, I won't admit to it. Signed, Anonymous. No. Signed, no one. Okay. Well, I know uh, I read something about Robert Plant saying, I think I will go to Kashmir one day when some great change hits me and I have to really go away and think about my future as a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It said, uh, Robert Platt also said in his magazine, one thing about us that does not upset me, I see a lot of craziness around us. Somehow we generate it and we revile it. We revel in it. It makes us con contemplate whatever we are, we are going to do more harm than we are good, Robert Plant. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And they got some like reviews in here, a mountain of hot poople and shit like that. Yeah. Oh, here's where I was. I think 80s was the shit I was in. 
Eh. There was something about the Rolling Stones. I'll I'll save it for another episode, man. Okay. Fuck this shit. We gotta redo this fucking episode because I fucked up and didn't notice yeah. we were let me check if we're recording right now. Are we recording? Say something, Lee. Hi. Yeah. How are you? I got your level. <laughs> I got your level right here, Lee. <laughs> um, I don't know if you ever would, but keep trying. <laughs> I'm not up to your level. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody is. You can't reach the clouds. Yeah, you can't always get what you want. <laughs> but if you try sometimes, you can get what Lee needs. What is not what you? Is, what does Lee need? <laughs> I need more people to listen to what I want them to hear. Like, what would be an album that is so obscure that you don't really like, but you just want people to listen to? Um, just to fuck with them. Um, well, mm, I don't know if they're completely that obscure, but the group Spain. So you would Their album, Blue Moods of Spain. So you'd want people to listen to that album, even though you don't like it, just to mess with them because they don't like good music. It would teach them <laughs> to not like bad music. Either that or they'd like it, and then I'd turn them on to what they like. So either way, it's almost a win-win. Win-win. <laughs> I think you've done that to me on a couple records, though, Lee. <laughs> um, and I plan to do it again um, on a couple more. Ah, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me with a rubber hose. <laughs> but, but, but you have to understand that when I do that, I also have to listen to it, too. I don't think you listen to it. I think you just make up shit. No, I actually listen to it. I go through the pain, too. <laughs> but you put me through a lot of pain. <laughs> But, but I haven't done that recently. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I picked stuff that I love. Oh, that's good, Dad. But I know you picked one album that you hated, and, and when we did the review, you were agreeing with me on the whole thing. Oh, what the fuck, Lee? <laughs> but that was actually because even though I didn't like that album, I actually liked the guy who did it, but I was annoyed with you, I think, so... That might have been why I picked that album. All right. But well, then if we do another album by him that you like, then you'll be like even more happy because you like it. All right. Well, let's get into this uh, album again. Redo. Uh, Jefferson Starship Modern Times Part Duh. Modern Times is our sixth album by Jefferson Starship, was released in 1981. Grace Slick appeared on this album after a three-year absence. She she returned near the end of the recording sessions, providing background vocals on some tracks, as well as lead vocals on the single Stranger as a duet with lead singer Mickey Thomas. Although not appearing in the band picture on the gatefold cover, she is listed on the back cover of the LP with the credit introducing Grace Slick. And her picture is on the lyric sleeve with the note Grace Slick, courtesy of Grace Slick. She joined the band officially for the, the 1981 tour. MTV debuted in 1981 and was the first Jefferson Starship album to have a pro promotional music, musical, music videos. It was also the first album to feature a charting single on the mainstream rock 
charts which premiered earlier in the year. The single Find Your Way Back reached number three on the mainstream rock chart. And this was produced by Ron Nevelson and Lee Hates This Dribble. So let's get to the fucking record, shall we? <laughs> Lee doesn't like me reading from Wikipedia, but I said I gotta give people background information on an album and then we'll start fucking it up, you know? Oh. <laughs> you don't need to. Ah, shit. Mike, Mike, Michael Klink was an engineer on here, too, man. He's a great producer, also. Um, oh, what wax did they use to print it? And and what cutting machine for their hole in the middle of the album? Well, it was actually printed at CBS Records in uh, Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, okay. That's cool. <laughs> I no, actually I prefer that it. information. <laughs> and it was used on a 5 by 5 wax record machine that i just made up i don't fucking know what it is it's called a press a record press right it's called a record press they press the wax into the grooves and they groove it around and it grooves and gives us music right right on i'll tell you really quick that when i used to have my parents or my sister or whoever read a book to me um a little kid's book there was the page with the isbn number and the copyright credits and reprinted by Simon and Schuster and da 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 and I went read that and then so they would have to turn the page real quick so I wouldn't see that page <laughs> I used to uh I used to read all the credits where it was produced where it was I I, I do that all the time still but, yeah uh, like, I just give you background information on the album tell it's the six the where it charted who's on the fucking record uh, I, I know can... I'm just saying that I don't listen to our reviews or hardly anyone's reviews much and maybe that's part no that's not why it's just because i'm lazy but um you know um um you don't have to go with my taste well i don't say I, i'm just uh i'm just a crabby old poop well you're lucky i'm not a guitarist or a musician because i would go well they played this on this song and they used the they used the e chord to do this chord and, I, and then I, they didn't touch I, I this chord shut off the, the mic by that time and just say goodbye <laughs> and they're recording this and then they use this this amp on this and this pedal on this that's when i get yeah, bored that, that's that's I know, too much i know what you're talking about when you're listening to freaking musicians doing podcasts and they're just going off what equipment yeah. did you use on this track did you use the the Ferguson cra cradle cracker? <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what it sounds like to me. I, you're talking Greek to me. I don't understand these pedals and chord yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just know if it sounds good or it sounds like shit. Well, well, it's just like Rocky Erickson, who was in um, um, the, the group, the 13th Floor Elevator. They said, Rocky. That scream that you did on that song, You're Gonna Miss Me, it was so awesome and such a cool song, and, and, and you did such a good scream. How did you come up with that scream? What was your process? He just said, I just did it. <laughs> and that's all he said. They didn't ask him what octave he was screaming in? <laughs> um, well, he didn't want to... I. I no, but I mean, he, he probably wouldn't have told them anyway. All right. Well, for the, for this podcast, we're using a cheap Windows uh, freaking Skype recorder. And we're, we're using Wikipedia. And I have a fucked up mic from fucking Amazon. And I don't have a mixer. 
So fuck, we're just a raw fucking podcast. So fucking stick that in your ear and fucking love it. Hey, <laughs> hey, I like that. The punk attitude. Yeah. Fuck it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to this album, shall we? Uh, we start with track one. Find your way back. What did you think about this song, Lee? Oh, well, something about this song is awkward. The engineering and the arrangements, I'm not a big fan of. I think of this as a filler tune. I'm sorry. I know it's a well-known song, but it sounds too much like a second-rate Boston song to me. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't remember you saying that before, but that was weak. Well, ago. that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> well, I think this I'm is... I'm glad you didn't remember. I think this is a perfect ballad. It rocks your face off. Craig is kicking ass on the guitar. Mickey's voice rules, man. And it's a sing-along chorus. Classic song with killer riffs and musically awesome. I freaking love Mickey's voice. Find your way back. And that riff. Dun, 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 dun. And that keyboard. Fuck, that rules. I love it. It's a great song to start off an album, man. And, uh, and, and and I think I, on the last podcast, I said, I remember I was like staying at my mom's friend's house while she was out of town or working. Mm. And they gave me the back room and their son had all the record player with this record and like Ziggy Stardust. And, and this is how I f first heard Jefferson Starship. And I was enamored with the cover with that girl in the leather. I was like, ooh, who's mm. that? I always thought it was Grace Slick, but it isn't. So she's... Yeah. Grace Slick isn't that hot, but she was hot, but she's not hot now. Yeah. I don't know. But I understand if you like an album cover, you know... I know about that stuff. Dude, I bought Mariah Carey's first album just because of the album cover. And then I heard the album and I fuck this shit. <laughs> Mariah Carey, um, I think she's gotten hotter because her boobs got bigger. Uh, I know. I that bought one. a Whitney Houston single to a song that I didn't particularly like, but I liked the fact that it was, um, it had a poster in it of the cover that, looked really good and it was only a dollar so i figured i'll buy a dollar uh, i'll buy the poster for a dollar forget about the record but you know what just because mariah carey or whitney houston's not my type of music i i can say they do have beautiful voices except when mariah does a <laughs> she starts doing that freaking wailing and i go come on mariah just sing it yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do like Mariah. I think Mariah Carey is one of the most beautiful women in the world, man. Damn. And her boobs yeah, got bigger. Cool. Her boobs got bigger, too. I'm a boob guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think yeah. she's hot. But it was funny when she was making those people, like, carry her and she's fat on stage. And they were struggling. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. And Whitney Houston, man. Fucking Bobby Brown ruined her life and killed her. I guess sucks. She had a beautiful yeah. voice, too. I respect yeah. people who actually sing, unlike Britney Spears. But Britney Spears is a beautiful woman also. Yeah. Um, but she can't sing. Um, <laughs> and then we get to the next song, which you picked, Lee. Yeah. Stranger. So here's Stranger by Jefferson Starship on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, that was Stranger. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This is probably the best song for a hit. I dig it. It's catchy and perfect for the MTV era. I give it thumbs up. The solo is awesome. Yeah, this is... Uh, this I love the drums and the bass that start this song. It's like boom, 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 boom. And then the cymbals... It's freaking... Craig comes in with his singing guitar. It's like freaking, it's so atmospheric. Nikki and Grace sound amazing together. Their voices yeah. blend so fucking good. Great song. One of the best by this band. And this was, cool. I, I think I talked about this on the last ep on when we re did this yeah. episode. But... All my favorite songs on this album are written by Jeanette Sears and not and Pete does the music. It's like yep. she wasn't even part of the band, but Pete's wife had a lot to do with this album. <laughs> that kind of shows that someone can be a good songwriter even if they're not in the band. But Pete just brought his wife's songs to them or she was just in the studio giving him songs. I'm just wondering about I that. I think I think that he just doesn't know how to write lyrics. <laughs> and he just had his wife do it to his music. Yeah, just like how David Gilmore had Paulie Sampson, his wife, do the lyrics on the Division Bell. But he's such a freaking great uh, bass player. And he wrote that freaking melodic solo for Craig. That's fucking rules. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's well, a... maybe Craig thought of the solo. Maybe. Who knows? But then it's funny how, like, a guy will come up with a... Like, Gene Simmons will come up with a riff. And he'll come up with like one piece of a lyric and he'll mm -hmm. take the songwriting credit. But then you hear yeah. these other bands. Well, I came up with most of the song, but I just gave it to him. <laughs> it's like, huh. right, but uh, Gene Simmons will take, oh, change this to that and make sure and put my credit on that. <laughs> yeah. He wants the songwriting royalties. It's fucking weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then we get to the next song, uh, Wild Eyes Angel. What'd you think of this one? This might have been better as a Mickey Thomas solo song, but it doesn't really do much for me as a Jefferson Starship tune. I could do without it, but I do like the guitar solo. Well, this is a Paul Katner uh, song. and uh, Yeah, so that's odd that I wouldn't like it. Yeah, this is a throwback to the old airplane. You could hear Paul singing in the background, gang vocals. Wild but lyric. it doesn't really sound like old airplane to me. It sounds like well, it sounds like the airplane that didn't have any more fuel to keep going. Well, the gang vocals in the background sound like the airplane with Paul. Yeah, but I mean, the, the, the music sounds like limp plane. <laughs> yeah, but the lyric the lyrics are freaking cool. The weird lyric where he goes, even telepathic children need to eat their vegetables. <laughs> and I go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, okay, poetry-wise, I guess. Even telepathic children need to eat their vegetables. Fuck it, <laughs> I think Paul was on some serious acid when he wrote that. <laughs> He's like sitting there uh -huh. in the days going, oh my God, telepathic children. God, they need to uh -huh. eat their vegetables. I'm going to write yeah. that shit down. <laughs> yeah. I wish this guy was alive so I could get him. I, I heard he's a pretty funny guy. Get him on here, yeah. man. Oh, you God. know what? You know what I heard? Um, how how Marty Ballin um, decided to have him in the group Jefferson Airplane? Yeah. Uh, um, um, you, you know how? No. All right. Um, Marty Ballin was in a club 
they were going to do like open mic where people go up on stage and they perform for, for, you know, maybe a half hour or so. And he was there waiting to get on. And Paul Kantner came to sign up and he was late. And um, he had like this double neck guitar. And Marty Ballin went, that's cool. And um, he said, is there any room for this guy to sign up? And they went, no, we're all full. He went, well, let him take my place. I want to hear him. So Paul Kantner um, signs up. And then what he does is when he's up there, he spends about 15 or 20 minutes of his time only tuning his guitar, not even doing anything yet. And then he looks at the audience and he says, uh, no. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm, I. I don't want to play. And then he walked out. And then Marty Ballin said that was such an interesting thing that he said he knew he needed to talk with him. So he ran out the door and caught up with him and talked with him and decided that they needed to be in a band together. That's fucking cool. And we didn't have that story on the last episode that we yeah. were redoing. So that's why maybe this is a good thing we redid it, even though we lost yeah. 18 downloads. Uh, yeah, because um, um, to to want someone to be on in a group because he didn't play? <laughs> that's that's cool. what I'm saying. It's kind of weird. Paul Katner always looked like the nerd in the band, too, with the glasses. Yeah. I, I, I liked him. You know, I, I was kind of sad. I he, did, too. That they had that big breakup after uh, the one, the, oh, fuck, what was that album? I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's sad that they broke up and went Starship and then he took the Jefferson name and then rebought, brought back the airplane, Jefferson yeah. airplane. And then that band kind of sucked when they came back. <laughs> like, they kind of did. Yeah, they kind of did. I said, man, Paul, you lost it. Um <laughs> He wanted creative control, and he was getting tired of them going poppy. He wanted to go back to the old hippie shit, which I like. Uh -huh. That's one of the hippie groups I do like is Jefferson Airplane. Yeah. And I thought it was cool, man. But uh, let's get to the last song on side one, which is Save Your Love. And you didn't pick this track, Lee. <laughs> oh. And I did. Of course. And I picked it. Because it's the best song on the album, in my opinion. Um, will you hear what I say? I know. I remember what you said, I think. Well, here's, uh, and this was written by, uh, Jeanette Sears again. With oh, Pete. wait a minute. Um, 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 scratch that. Will you hear what I say? <laughs> All right, so here's Save Your Love on the Freeform Rock Podcast by Jefferson Starship.
that was Savior Lovely, and why, what do you say? <laughs> um, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of power pop, but I like this song. It sounds like it could have been in a movie. This is so cool. This song kicks the butt of most power pop songs. I have spoken. I have spoken. That is the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Fucking Mandalorian. I can't remember right now. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, you don't watch Star Wars. Uh, Thank this, God. This is the, one of the best songs of all time with them, man. This has to be the best Jefferson Starship song, at least for me, man. Such a perfect song. Harmonies, music, vocally. And man, Craig rules with the solo on this song. The overall, an overall guitarist, he is so fucking underrated. He rules. Yeah. Pete Sears uh, can write, well, his wife can write, and he did the music to it. But fuck that lead at the end of the song that Craig goes off on is just amazing. Craig had to have wrote, wrote, that, wrote that. It's like, I don't yeah. see a bass player writing a lead guitarist lead. You yeah. know? And it's just like in Pink Floyd, you don't see fucking Roger Waters writing a David Gilmore lead, do you? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, but fucking Roger gets the credit for a lot of the shit. <laughs> well, like... that's because of the basic song structure. And then when they perform it on stage, like, let's say you were the singer in my band and I wrote the song Bugs on Cheese and you sang it. And on stage, you said, let's hear it for Bugs on Cheese, Bugs with Sandwiches. And then and then they they say, well, Lee probably didn't write that part. And it's like, well, no, that's the part that Mark sang on stage. That's kind of like how it is in the studio well david gilmore came up there's no way roger Waters came up with those solos for david no the solos weren't part of the written song that's the solos are the improv after the song's written but you see dave you see uh roger waters getting credit for the whole song words and music well that's because the music was written by him but that doesn't mean the solo gets a credit. Well, the solo should get a credit, you know. <laughs> it's like uh, Ozzy's vocal I Ozzy writes his own vocal harmonies. He should get credit for that. But he should give other people credit for the rest of the song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we, we flip this shit over to side two and we get to Modern Times, which you picked, Lee. So here's yeah. Modern Times on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
was Modern Times by Jefferson Starship. Why'd you pick that track, Lee? This is really cool. Great song. I also like the words. A plus for me. This is as good as the best stuff from Dragonfly. The arrangements don't sound like that album, but it's equally good and it's top notch. Yeah, that's an album I like. We did that album, didn't we? Yeah. I like that album. I like Marty Ballin's voice, or whatever his name is. Uh, gang vocals on this song. It's so it's such a cool song. I just love Mickey so much. Wish he had more lead on this. I do love when Paul sings his little quips and Craig's lead rules. Good song. Yeah. And then we get to the next song. I'll never marry Mary. No, Mary. What do you think about this one? This is okay. The words are sort of silly, but in a way I don't mind. I'd say I like this song more than some of the others. It's fun. Well, Janet Sears wrote this with Craig. Uh, oh. Craig, Craig did the music on this one. And I, I just, it's so catchy. You listen to the, you listen to the freaking lyrics and you go, I'll never marry Mary. That sounds so simple, but it's freaking yep. intelligent. He's using Mary and Mary, two different spellings of the yep. word Mary to, to have a great chorus. That's freaking yeah. amazing. I love yeah. this song, man. And it's so catchy. It's in my head head for days <laughs> so now it's gonna be in my head i'll never marry mary <laughs> freaking cool and then we get to the next song free what'd you think of this one something about it sounds fake it's definitely geared towards rock radio it's for the young folks who want to think of themselves as free so they listen to this and relate but i think it's generic well, this was in the 80s. It wasn't free love time, man. But this was fucking rocking. What a jam. Love this song. And it kicks ass. And Craig is so good on this song. Fuck, man. I need to listen to some of his jazz shit. Because I love his guitaring. Um, if you like that, then I'll, then I'll say it's okay that you like this song. Well, this is the only song that Mickey Thomas had a writing credit for with Craig. So, um, oh. that's probably why you don't like it. But you like Mickey Thomas solo. Yeah, kind of. And then we get to uh, Alien, which you picked, right, Lee? You picked Alien. No. Okay, okay. I think you picked Save Your Love. I didn't pick Save Your Love. I picked Alien. <laughs> okay. Oh. So scratch that. You picked Save Your Love. I picked. I didn't put put down who picked what because when I when we're gonna do it I remembered but this is weeks later and we have to re-record you pick that's why I was surprised when you said you liked save your love because you actually picked it so I picked oh. alien which I think you didn't like so here's alien by Jefferson Starship on the freeform rock podcast
Okay, that was Alien. What'd you think about that one, Lee? It's disjointed. I like the idea of it, and the instrumentation is really good, but it sounds like they took ideas from a few different songs and put them together, and it didn't totally work. But I wouldn't skip it. It is interesting. Yeah, that's true. You did pick Save Your Love. I picked Alien because you didn't pick it. And um, I love this song. I think this is one of the best. And it's also written by Jeanette Sears. Like I said, my favorite songs on this album has her writing. I wonder if she does any more music. If she's still alive and she does music because she writes really good lyrics. I think you said it's disjointed, but I think it's a well-structured, like a progressive rock song. Oh. I, I fucking love the piano break and the pounding bass in Mickey sounds so good. And when Grace blends with him, it's fucking rules. Great fucking track. I love it. And then we get to the last song on the album, Stairway to Cleveland. We do what we, what we, what we do. We do what we want. It's such a cliche line. Why do you even have to say it? What do you think about this song, Lee? It wasn't great. It was mostly a tongue-in-cheek protest song against a bad review they got. So they probably didn't mean this too seriously. I think it's filler. I agree with you on this song, but I do like the end of it. Because in the 80s, you didn't hear many people say fuck you on an album. I I guess so. And they said fuck you, we do what we want at the end of the song when Mickey screams it. It's a fucking cool shit. But I would have ended it with Alien and not this song. Or maybe Save Your Love. You know, I would have 
change the ending track, you know. And like I said, um, I think I said in the last episode, and I still haven't heard it, is I didn't know there was an album called Winds of Change after this album. <laughs> and um, I need to listen to that album. <laughs> I don't. Because it, I went from modern times to nuclear furniture. I didn't know there was an album in 1982 called Winds of Change. Oh. Nuclear Furniture was the last album with Paul, by the way, and then they went to Starship right after that. Yeah, um, I don't need to hear that either. Nuclear Furniture is a good album, dude. Well, you say a lot of things are a good album. I know. I'm not... I'm not... Fucking... What you're, do you call it? I'm not up to you're your You're the guy level. who, if they put food on your plate and they blindfold you, you just eat it and say it's good. As long as it's not fish. Yeah. I don't like fish. <laughs> I don't like any seafood, and you know what? I have. I don't know why, but I've had. Other people are like that. Listen, listen. When I was a kid, you know how kids get fish sticks and stuff. Uh I love fish sticks with the Bob's Big Boy tartar sauce, which is the best tartar sauce out there. Bob's Big Boy tartar sauce. But then when I got married to my first wife, I said, "Man, I love fish sticks," and we used to have. My mom used to make fish sticks with macaroni and cheese. Yeah. So I'd have fish sticks and macaroni and cheese. And then we had it, right? I made it, the same kind yeah. of fish sticks I had as a kid. And I threw up. Oh, okay. I don't know what happened. I can't eat then fish anymore. My taste buds changed. And it's sad. And then I have all these people, including my wife, say, well, you haven't had fish cooked right. I said, I've had salmon. I've had this. I've had that. I've had different cooks. I've had shrimp. I've tried it, and it, it just doesn't have flavor to me. I hear you. I like steak. I like hamburgers. That's how I feel about 90s music. I hate it. Okay, I have to ask you a question about hamburger. Mm. Because my wife always says, why do you want to eat? Why can't you cook a hamburger at home and be happy with that? I go, because for some reason, the hamburgers I cook at home don't taste as good as McDonald's or In-N-Out Burger. Or or Rallies or freaking... It could be the sauce. And, and just the fact that you can go there... And get something prepared. Well, I got the sauce. In and out gives you sauce packets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wanted me to send you to send you some of those sauce packets, but the thing is, if cool. they need to be refrigerated, there's I'd have to send it in dry ice. <laughs> oh, uh. but the thing is, I've taken In and Out sauce packets home and made my own burgers. Right? Uh huh. It's not the same. Oh, well. It doesn't taste like an In-N-Out burger. Even if I make a fresh patty, I make fresh hamburger beet with like 92% less fat, you know, 8% fat in it, you know, mm. lean. Like In-N-Out, I don't know what it is. The burgers are just like heaven when I eat it. But when I make a burger well, at home cool. with that same sauce, it's not the same. Well, um, if you, if, if you make your own sauce... That might work. Or, or I made my own on... sauce. I, I I mixed mayonnaise, pickles and stuff, and uh, relish and and ketchup together. Just try to get the in and out sauce flavor. It didn't work either. Oh. And in and out sauce packet didn't work either. And the quarter pound. Maybe it's just not good meat, or maybe it's 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 not the same quality of meat. Well, the quality of meat is awesome from In and Out because I used to work there for six years. And, wow. the, and the ratio of meat is like three steers to one heifer. The steer meat is the male cow, which is lean, right? Yeah. And then they add one heifer for the fat. 
And oh, okay. for some reason, I can't get that quality at home. Wow. I bet even if I ask them, they won't let you do it because I worked there to buy the raw patties and take home and cook myself. It won't taste the same. It's like, oh. I don't know what it is. It's like a quarter pounder with cheese. That is my favorite burger from in and out. It's fucking, and now wow. that they don't, don't freeze the quarter pounder meat, it's fresh. It tastes so much yeah. better than it used to. Cool. And But I know what you mean. It's like burgers, I can't get the same freaking thing. I can make fried chicken at home that tastes just as good as KFC. Well, I yeah, me too. I can make anything at home that tastes better than than a fast food or restaurant bought. Yeah. But burgers, I can't get that same taste. It's and I don't know why. because of the stove. Well, In-N-Out used a gas uh, grill. Or maybe the sear. Maybe just the way they press it. Maybe just the fact that you like the smile of the person who gives you the burger and that helps it. No. It has nothing to do with that. I huh. worked there for six years, dude. I could cook it myself there and it tasted great. Um, but other... I, take, I try to bring that flavor home with their sauce. It didn't work. Their buns are f from a company that's fucking Puritan Bakeries. I wish I could buy All those. Right. I wish I could try to buy those buns from Puritan well, Bakeries. Well, then it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Well, same thing with... Uh, you know McDonald's doesn't get quality ingredients. Yeah. But the Quarter Pounder is so fucking delicious. And all they do yeah. is put mustard and ketchup on it. Yeah. I can't get make a Quarter Pounder with cheese at home. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to try. It's like fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't make the best burger at home. If any of you guys have an idea to make a good burger at home... Uh, get on our uh, our group page and tell us. I want a recipe yeah. for a great burger because I can't find it. I can make chicken. Yeah. I can make steak. I can make anything at home that tastes better than a restaurant steak or a restaurant filet mignon. I can make yeah. that at home. It tastes just as good as a restaurant. But a burger, I cannot get that same feeling at home. And it fucking irritates the fuck out of me. Yeah. All right, man. I know we like to talk about cooking, too. So. Yep. I, and, I, I like that. And uh, let's get to the personnel on this album. Craig, uh, I can't say his last name. Can you say his last name, Lee? Chiquico. Chiquico. Lead guitar, rhythm guitar, synthesizer, and Fight Your Way Back, and Free, and Still Drums on Mary. Asley Dunsbar, Drums, Percussion, Maramba on Mary, and Synthesizer on Free. David Freeberg, Vocals, Bass on Find Your Way Back, Piano, and Stranger, Synthesizer, Stranger, and Modern Times, Organ on Wild Eyes. You know, this guy is still in Jefferson Starship. Listen. And he's probably quite old. Dude, and he has this lady in there who fucking mm. bounces around. I like her voice, but she like she's like that guy in Iron Maiden, that third guitarist who oh. just keeps like... Walking around all willy-nilly on stage. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she does have a good voice, and I do like the guitar player in Iron Maiden. I can't remember his name. Um, Is it Adrian Smith? No, not Adrian Smith. It's the guy who replaced Adrian Smith, who they um, kept. Now they you have mean three. like, like, like Jar Yardick or whatever? Yeah. Anik. Yeah. Yeah, Jars. Yeah. yeah He's Jars a good guitar Anik. player, but fuck. 
he he dances around like a freaking raving lunatic on stage. <laughs> and I've seen him live on their uh on their greatest hits tour last year, man. Fucking concerts, man. Last concert I wow. went to was Night Ranger in January. I know you're looking forward to the Steely Dan Steve Winwood concert. I hope yep. that goes on for you now that we have the, the fucking uh vaccine. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, because by the what is it, in June they're gonna put it on? For you? Maybe July or August. Yeah, we should have that vaccine for everybody then. So maybe you get to watch that. That would be good. And I yeah. want to hear your review on that, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want to see it. I want to see it too. I love Steely Dan, and I love fucking Steve Winwood, dude. I think that they're they're um, well, they're touring. Why haven't the fuck have you picked a Steely Dan or a Steve Winwood album to do? Well, because I only want to see them in concert. Well, fuck, I was listening to Aja the other day. That fucking album rules, dude. Yeah. Um, I can't get Black Cow out of my head. <laughs> I can I, I can pick it. Or, I mean, pick one of theirs. Fuck, man, we need to do some fucking... Um, that's some fucking art rock there is Steely Dan. Yeah. What the fuck did you pick that yet? Fuck, and you pick fucking because, bands and I fucking go, what the fuck? Because it's normal. It's not normal. A lot of people don't know who the fuck Steely Dan is anymore. A lot of people don't know who the Beatles are either. They're fucking idiots. And then we yeah, get well, that, that's what I'm trying to say. And then we got Paul Katner, vocals, rhythm guitar, Obi Ham, eight. Well, fuck shit. Pete Sears, bass, Mickey Thomas, lead vocals, Grace Slick, duet with Mickey Thomas on Stranger, and vocals on Wild Oz, Save Your Love, and Stairway to Cleveland. Produced by Rod Nevelson. And engineer was Mike Klink, who I think he's fucking awesome. He's a good producer too. I think he produced a lot of uh, Iron Maiden, dude. And White Snake, Triumph, UFO. He did fucking yeah. He's a you like the why haven't we done you like the babies, dude? I like their first album. Why haven't you picked that one? And why haven't you picked you like Eddie Money? I know you like Eddie Money. Uh, not enough. Not enough. Fuck, we need to get some fucking... Dude, I like 99.5% of what you picked, dude. But then that 5% yeah, is like, what the fuck? You get a little tiny bit past that. I liked your Boss Gags that you picked. That was a fucking great album. I liked yeah. fucking... Uh, we haven't even done that. Ep the episode's coming out. Is that Camel was fucking good? Yeah. You pick some good, obscure fucking shit. Yeah. And I but still do. I know you do, man. I want you to pick shit that we could get people into. And then I'll Sometimes fucking... Sometimes it's stuff that other people can. And even if you can't, I'm trying to elevate our audience. I don't want to have our whole audience just be the Facebook shit crowd. <laughs> All right, man. And then let's get to our tracks of the week, man. I picked Total Hold Line. And you pick Steven Stills, Nothing to Do But Today, which is yeah. a fucking awesome song, dude. I love that song. Uh-huh. Why haven't you picked the Steven Stills album? I might. Why haven't you picked the Crosby, Stills, and Nash or a Crosby, <laughs> Stills, and Nash, and <laughs> Young album? <laughs> There's a lot of shit me and you both like that you don't pick. It's because it's so familiar to me. What am I going to do to say... Oh, I like it. Oh, I like it. But oh, you I know, like it. Oh, I like it. Oh, you know, we're old fucking farts, right? You're only five years older than me. 
then you should be you should be aware of some of the stuff that I'm trying to turn you on to. Yeah, I like a lot of the stuff you turn me on to, and it's in my playlist on you're Amazon. You're stubborn as hell. I'm trying to make a point, and you're trying to shove it past you. No, Lee, I just want you to pick shit that we both could fucking get on board with. Your avant-garde, artsy-fartsy shit is like way overboard for me sometimes. But, but, uh, but you but, know but, what? You know what? I need I, you to be into it. I do it because you're my partner and I'm not going to fucking shit on anything you do. If you want to do it, I'll shit on it during the podcast. But if you want to do it, I'll fucking do it because we're 50-50, man. Right on. And I'll listen to anything you give me as long but as I'll, it's rock. And I'll, you did fucking... You did fucking... And I don't do it You did often, the Velvet Underground. But once in a while, once in a while, I, I feel like I need to do it because the albums mean something to me. You did the Velvet Underground, which I didn't like, right? Yeah. But then you did Lou Reed Transformer, which kicked ass. Yeah. I'm into a lot of stuff you do. I know that. I'm, I'm, I'm complaining. Can't you let me do that? Yes, you can pl- complain because you're fucking half of this podcast. Yeah, I'm the sour and you're the apple. <laughs> sour and I'm the apple. Fuck, and then we get to your track of the week, which is Getting Dressed, which is fucking rules, dude. I love this song. Thank you. Now now that, I I say thank you. As long as you like that song, I know you have good taste in music. You know why, Lee? Because you have fucking melodies. <laughs> you pick shit without melodies or rhythm. That's the stuff I can't get into. <laughs> <laughs> well, who says they don't have melodies and rhythm? Sometimes I'll listen to it and I'll go, Whoa, that's my melody. And then my partner, who's on the same drugs as I am, says, And the telepathic children eat vegetables. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. I love you, Lee. You're, you're the best fucking co-host ever. Yeah, well, hardly anyone. You know, fucking, you got. Chris no one and... else would put up with me. They, they'd say, keep that moo cow away from the barn. You know why I like you, Lee? Because you're more open to anything I want to give you. Um, um, when my jaws are pried open, yeah. Yeah, you're more open. I love you, Terrence Reardon, but you weren't open to a lot of shit I wanted to do. <laughs> And freaking Terrence wouldn't be open to a lot of shit you want to do, Lee. That's why I love you, man. I love you, Terrence. Unless the Terrence Reardon and Friends on uh, Podbean or YouTube, man. Check him out. He's the rock sponge and he fucking rules. It's just, fuck. He wouldn't do a lot of, he wouldn't do a fucking Poison album. You would do a fucking Poison album with me, Lee. Even though you don't like it, you would do it. That's why you rule. Uh, thank you, I think. <laughs> but the thing is, we're like itchy and scratchy sometimes, and that's cool. You no, know. it isn't, but I but I have to accept it because it's itchy scratchy. Uh, all right, so let's get to our tracks of the week. Total, hold the line, Steven Stills, nothing to do but today, and Lee's track, Getting Dressed, which rules. Fucking subscribe yep. to the Lee. And, and, and I want to apologize for Mark. Um... Uh, I mean, too, Mark. He's 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 great, and 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 I'm and I'm the guy who picks everything that's shitty. 
you don't pick everything as shitty. There's a lot of shit you turned me on. Okay, to. yeah, yeah. The, most of it's what you pick is shitty. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's true, because I picked Bon Jovi, but you like that album. Hey! <laughs> that's what gets me angry, is, is that at least I don't lie about it. I don't want... I want you to be honest. I want you to be honest. <laughs> and that's what I love about you, Lee. You're honest. You're honest, <laughs> and you're not <laughs> full of shit. Well... Okay. Sometimes I have to go to the bathroom, but that's another story. All right, man. So let's get to our tracks of the week. And you know, Lee, you know what time it is. Say goodbye, Lee. It's 321 and goodbye.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.